0: Welcome to the Northeastern Next Podcast, your channel for the latest alumni stories in Boston and beyond. In this show, we'll catch up with Northeastern alumni who are out there achieving what's next. Getting on Shark Tank might be the ultimate entrepreneurial pipe dream, but Jamie Ratner pitched her company certificate and found herself walking away with a deal. As a discount website for family-friendly activities, she is now facing this pandemic head-on and pivoting her company for survival. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast. You are the founder and CEO of Certificate, which is a website that brings family-friendly activities at a discount. And through the website, you get different deals or coupons that you can then purchase tickets directly. So give us the rundown on
1: this. Where did this idea come from? So it actually started a decade ago when I had first had my kids. They were babies at the time and i was running a blog that was geared to fun things that you find and i stumbled upon the site groupon when it first started and i thought it was super cool i couldn't even believe the concept existed but i was a new mom and everything they were offering was spas and restaurants and things that i wasn't able to do as a new mom but i thought wow if you took the concept and you just twisted it and geared it specifically to what moms want to need, it would be amazing. And that's where it stemmed from and grew from there.
0: Yeah. And I, I think we're all familiar with sites like Groupon. How has this landscape changed for discount websites? You saw the opening that there weren't a lot
1: that were family friendly, but what, can you tell me
0: what differentiates certificate?
1: What's interesting is that at this point, they're really Not many of these kind of sites around anymore. Um, When I first got into the game, there was like a daily deal conference with thousands of new entrepreneurs starting businesses just like this and lots of competition. But at this point, there's really only a handful left. And with the pandemic right now, I'm really not sure even what will happen to Groupon in the future. But what differentiated Certificate really was this, you know, being focused on the niche But also really, I think what has really kept us going these years is our amazing customer service and engagement with our subscriber base to keep it exciting. Like I never wanted to run the same deals over and over. Like it was very important to me to keep things interesting and also work with our businesses as well to keep their businesses exciting and, you know, moving with the trends as to what the moms are looking for.
0: Yeah. And I know, obviously, things have definitely changed right now with the pandemic. But even before that, what are some of the most popular types of deals?
1: I mean, the most general popular were water parks, amusement parks, summer camps, family getaways, you know, and it over time things trended as to what was, you know, whether we started to see a big surge of Legos came into the picture and there was all these Lego camps. And Lego places, and then it moved to STEM, and, you know, it just, it's evolved over the years.
0: I see on your website now, I'm I'm sure that COVID-19 has impacted your business, and you have a little graphic at the top that says, explore, play, and save from home, get tips and deals to help your family during the pandemic. And I'm wondering, how has your business pivoted during this time, and how are
1: you adapting? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, we immediately, we were probably we were the pulse on the whole thing because like all we, we were selling events and shows and bounce places and basically our sales one day we woke up and it just stopped which was super scary but we moved very quickly and realized all right we we do still have this large database of moms and and, and parents and figuring out what it is that they want to need right now. And we've, we've been able to help some of our business partners as well to take their services and figure out how to um, pivot them to do things online. So for example, you know, my first deal I ever ran was with a magician, the great zucchini. And so he's now doing kids birthday parties through zoom and it's selling great. And, you know, it's, it's been great for him. It's great for these kids who aren't able to celebrate their birthdays. So we're just trying to figure out what everyone wants and needs and how we can help from all angles. And, you know, we're thinking short-term, but we're also thinking long-term, you know, what effects this is going to have on all these businesses and how we can help them. And, and my mind is moving a mile a minute, trying to come up with our pivot and, and we're excited about it.
0: Wow, I can imagine. I think your business model has always been connecting companies to your customers. And obviously, I think your partner companies are probably, they like the awareness. And you know, is that how this business model works? So you kind of create these partnerships and are able to provide a discount? Can you talk me through that model a
1: little bit? Right. So so, you know, our partners, for example, a trampoline place, you know, th- it doesn't cost them anything. They run a special promotion through us to sell a voucher and then our customers are buying through us and then they're bringing the voucher into the trampoline mm-hmm. to use. And then we pay the, the business um, minus we keep a percent of the sale. So mm-hmm. it's it's been a great model, especially for new businesses, trying to get the, the word out about them and ha- not having to pay for the advertising. Has- and helpful.
0: Yeah. So I think what I'm most excited to talk to you about today is your appearance on Shark Tank. I think it was this time last year, which is obviously a widely popular show. Not only did you and your partner appear on the show, but you made a deal with Kevin O'Leary, aka Mr. Wonderful. So what was that experience like for you?
1: I mean, it was the whole experience was just unbelievable. It was a long experience between applying and between I mean the hundred page applications videos coming up with the concept for what you were going to do on stage just getting getting there and then once you're there not even having the guarantee that you're going to ever be on television wow despite it also you're like you're constantly in this like limbo will it happen will it happen and then once it happens they only give you two or three weeks warning time to kind of get everything your site together and everything so it's 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 very intense but it was the most exciting time of my life.
0: So how did you come up with that final pitch? So was it part of the application and then you
1: refined when you finally got that call that you were going to be on it? Right. So yeah, we continuously they they have producers who work with you on the on the pitch, but the roller coaster was like we we had you know my family dress up in roller coasters cuz it was hard to we had to be able to represent what we are. Um and I thought that was I, th- I really think that helped us in the end with to have something really clever to 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 put out there.
0: That's fun. Yeah. It's it's hard to kind of represent an online experience, right? Because right. your product's online. So you that's yeah. really cool. I watched a clip of the episode and I think most notably your partner made a very strong negotiation at the very end. Did you have this walkaway number going into that? I always wonder with the businesses, I feel like they're doing math a mile a minute in their heads or like what what is the, they want to make a deal, but you know, you also need to, you know, keep your business.
1: So he, he was the numbers guy. Um, and that was kind of, we decided that he was in charge, you know, for the negotiation for everything. He's a lawyer. So Mm -hmm. for that, he was handling that. So, you know, I was freaking out because I didn't, I didn't know what he was doing. And I was like, we are going to get kicked off here. And, you know, it was okay if we didn't get a deal, you know, we were going into it saying it's okay if we don't get a deal. Um, But he had me just as nervous as probably the TV made it. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was nervous that they were going to throw us out of there. But he said he just had this feeling that he was connecting with, with the sharks, and it was okay for him to push like that. And he ha- he did have a number in his head that he was going to cut off at, and, but he hadn't told me, it, so I didn't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: when I was at, I went to Northeastern for, my, for grad school, and- I took this negotiation class and I remember it was so difficult and we would do these you know fake role plays yeah. and go in and you'd have to plan and prepare and know your walk away and know yeah. what to do and try to pivot yeah. when your opponent right. <laughs> or for better, lack of better words was you know giving you a different number so yeah. I was watching I was like wow I I it's so exciting that's why the show obviously you know yeah. continues to exist for at well, least yeah, the he, knew it was,
1: he knew it was for television you know he mm-hmm. knew like the more interesting he made it, the more chance we would have to be actually on TV because not everyone's gets on TV. That's so, true.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. Are there any other behind the scenes things that you discovered being part of the show that you didn't know
1: before? Um, let me think. Well, I think that the biggest part is like, you know, not all the deals go through. Like a lot of them don't go through after the show and that a lot of them don't make it on TV despite... You know, you could go through all that and never end up on television. A good percentage, mm-hmm. so that was like wow. <laughs> like,
0: and how long do you even film for? Because it's just like a, such a small episode. Do you, is right? it...
1: It's all live. You know, there's no, you can't mm-hmm. stop or anything. Um, we were in for about an hour in the in the actual tank.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we were on set. Oh, here's an interesting interesting tidbit that no one would know. We brought our kids with us, so the kids were on the roller coaster. So we, they had, they got us there. We didn't film till like, I don't know, four or five o'clock at night, but we had to get there at like eight in the morning. And like, but they never told us that we weren't going to be on that long. So what happened was the kids, there was a man there who was a teacher. So my kids had to go through school for the day. It was like a California requirement for child actors. So we ended up (laughs) sitting and my kids were like, are you joking? Like. I'm supposed to be on vacation in California. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> That's their, their debut as child actors and they yeah. didn't even know it. <laughs> That's so funny. So how has your success on Shark Tank impacted your business?
1: I mean, it was a, an amazing year for us. We, you know, our numbers, everything was just, we were able to grow our team, um, our subscriber base, the businesses, we've, relationships we've worked with, it's opened so many doors I mean the, the week after we were able to be on the view which ended up like traffic wise for our site getting even more than shark king because it was like peak hours mm-hmm. demographic and everything um so it, it was it, it's been really really great for us and and the opportunities never end I mean we we get reruns like once a month and you know they come to us with different opportunities. So really it's, it's, it's been great for our business.
0: That's great. Did you have a viewing party to celebrate when it first aired?
1: Yes, we had a, it was huge. We did like, we had a thing where people could try to figure out, guess who it was going to be. And then we had a balloon drop at the end. And it was really family friendly because it was, you know, that's our business. That's my, our whole team was there, our friends and family. It was, it was great. It was, it was definitely a memory I'll, I'll never forget. That's amazing.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your Northeastern experience. Um, you yeah. received your master's in criminal justice back in 2001, but that's a very different path than where you are <laughs> now. So what changed and what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? And talk me through that pathway a little bit. It's kind of a trend for most of my guests that sometimes people might
1: study something and then end up yeah. somewhere completely different. I mean, I think I think the entrepreneurial spirit was always with me, um, but I was raised like to pick a conservative path, which security at the time really wasn't. So I'm not really (laughs) sure, but it just the the story behind how I ended up there was that I went into my college counselor in undergrad, not knowing what I wanted to do, and. Somehow she asked me questions and she's, and I said, oh, I like Law and Order, the show. I watch it every night. And she was like, oh, criminal justice will be good for you. So I took the classes. I really enjoyed it. But then when it came time to graduate, I was like, I'm not comfortable carrying a gun. I'm not, don't see myself as a police officer. So I did research and I ended up thinking security was interesting. And I ended up graduating from the program literally August, 2001. And then September 11th happened a month later and like, it just, the whole field exploded and it was many, many crazy opportunities from there. And I I do think like if I'd stuck on that path, I would have ended up doing something entrepreneurial in that field, just because I think that that, that's just who I am and part of me.
0: Yeah. So so did you work in the field? When did a certificate start compared to when you graduated in 2001?
1: So 2001, I graduated, and and certificate was almost a decade later. Mm-hmm. So I did work. You know, I worked right after 9/11. I was up at Logan Airport. You know, training airport security officers, and then I ended up working with a government contractor, and then a, a law firm doing, you know, business contingency planning, which is crazy because you know, that, that, you know, that became my strength. And then with this pandemic, you know, I I felt like in my head for certificate, I had thought of every possible emergency that could have happened Mm -hmm. and I was prepared for anything, but this, this one was unimaginable.
0: Mm -hmm. So since starting your entrepreneurial journey, is there something that you look back and wish you knew then? I
1: think, I think it was just being intimidated and thinking there is no way i don't know what what the lingo they're using what you know just being so intimidated and just not realizing have confidence and you you know if you set your mind to anything you can do it and you can figure it out the information's all out there you know you don't have to have a harvard you don't have to have gone to harvard for business to to, to do these things like anybody can do them who's who's motivated and i've seen that especially like. With some of these Shark Tank entrepreneurs, they they just they really give it their everything, and, mm-hmm. and you can do it.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, you got the idea as a parent and looking for these opportunities. The idea can spark anywhere, and you don't need to have that business degree to point in the right direction. I think there's only so much you can learn. I did my graduate business degree at Northeastern, and that gives you some frameworks. It, it you learn a lot of soft skills. It's very beneficial, but Every business is so different. It won't teach you how to build a you know right. deal site for kids <laughs> it's not right. in the curriculum. And yeah. so you gets kind of trial by fire. So how big is your team now?
1: So we are now probably about seventeen people mm-hmm. so still still manageable numbers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: because this is the Northeastern next podcast, My favorite question to ask is what's next for you? I know we're in the middle of this uh, horrible pandemic and Mm -hmm. um, you're kind of probably just day by day, but what are some of your growth goals that you see for the future?
1: Sure. Right now, our goal is to survive. And then longer term, you know, we, you know, we always trying to grow a certificate. But I think that, you know, this pandemic has opened up other, other opportunities too with our place amongst all these small business owners Mm -hmm. who are in the family space so we think that you know that could be another path for us going future which which we're working on as well so we see lots of opportunities and definitely are going to take advantage of it during this time
0: great well i think that's all the time we have thank you so much jamie i appreciate your time and learning about your your company thank you thanks for listening Visit certificate.com to find some virtual and kid-friendly activities for your family. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is Megan crook from the Office of Alumni Relations. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon.